Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, we have a special guest on today's show. You may remember him from episode 87. If you haven't, go back and listen to that. But Wes with 365 at Disney is here. Thank you again for being on the show. You're going to be talking about some DVC. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and share all sorts of nerdiness with you. Ah. Excellent. One question we always get, Doug, and I think we've even had this question a long time ago, but what is DVC? It is a term that you hear quite a bit, but uh, let's start off by just answering that simple question. Well, if you've been to the parks, they have signs up all over the place for Disney's best kept secret, which probably isn't that much of a secret to most people, but it's Disney Vacation Club. Um, They will never use the term because they don't like it, but it's technically a timeshare. Um, what you do is you buy in, you buy a certain number of points, and then every year you get points that you can use at Disney Vacation Club resorts or at other resorts throughout the country that are actually not even related to Disney. So you get the points, and it, it costs so much per point, or is it you buy a week of the year like some timeshares? You, you buy a certain number of points. Um, I believe the minimum right now is around 100. I'd have to double check that. You can buy as many as 4,000. Um, when my, my dad and I went and we bought it a couple years ago, we bought 150 points. And when we bought it, it was, I think, a $175 a point, somewhere around there. So we spent like $26,000 on points. And you can basically, it's like getting a mortgage. You can pay over time with Disney. Obviously, you can pay it up front if you have the cash. The sooner well, you pay yeah, it, the less interest. Has that right, and then once right. you buy the points, then you also have um, an annual fee that goes into it for your points. Um, and I'll, yeah, I could talk about that more in a little bit. But basically, you buy a certain number of points. You can save points from one year to the next. You can borrow points from the following year. So at any given moment, if we have 150 points, I could spend the 150 I could borrow from next year and spend 300 and if I've saved last year's points I could use 450 points. Wow. So how many resorts are considered DVC? Like what all resorts are we talking about? I know the list continues to grow it seems. Uh, well, at Disney you've got the Copper Creek Villas and Cabins, Bay Lake Tower, Boulder Ridge Villas, you've got Animal Kingdom, You've got Beach Club, Boardwalk, Old Key West, Polynesian Villas and Bungalows, and you've got Saratoga Springs and the Grand Floridian. Then outside of the parks, you've got Vero Beach, um, and they have Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. Vero Beach is in Florida. And then there's also the Grand Californian Hotel at Disneyland. So they're all deluxe resorts. They're all very high-end. 
but yeah, at the parks, you've got quite a few to choose from, a lot of different theming. You've got, you know, you can stay in bungalows on the water at the Polynesian if you have lots and lots and lots of points to use. <laughs> I have been to Old Key West. I've been to Animal Kingdom. And I've been to Saratoga Springs, which actually happen to be the three least expensive in terms of using points, um, just because they tend to have more rooms available, and so they're easier to get into. But yeah, there's there's a lot to choose from there. And how long have you been a member of the DVC, the Disney Vacation Club? Um, I think three three years ago. Um, we're we're fairly recent to it. We bought in at the Polynesian. My dad and I have always looked at the points. We've always looked at Disney Vacation Club and thought it made sense. Uh, and then had a tour. We saw the rooms there. We got to go out onto the bungalow, which was brand new at the time. And we didn't buy in just then, but after taking that tour, um, spoke with DVC a couple times over the phone, um, and then, yeah, decided to take the plunge and, and buy in. So why would someone want to buy in? What are the selling points of DVC? The biggest thing for my family is if you're going to go every year, every other year, or even every three years, it makes sense to do DVC because it actually does save you money overstaying at other resorts. It sounds crazy, but you know, if you can spend a certain amount of money staying at a all-star resort, or you can spend the same amount of money staying at, you know, Animal Kingdom Lodge or Fort Wilderness or, you know, Polynesian, why wouldn't you want to stay at one of those? The way that it works out for Disney is you spend the money now and it guarantees you're going to keep coming back for the next 50 years. Um, but that was our biggest thing was being able to go. We plan to go every year or possibly every other year. And so for us, it just made sense um, to have the money to pay now so that we could go in the future for cheaper. So what are some of the things, keep going with that, that maybe some of those DVC guys tr try to say, twist your arm when you're on those tours Anything that uh, helped push your mind a little bit to sign sign up? I've Obviously, I don't work for Disney. I don't work for DVC, but I have to defend them for a moment. My dad's a marketing prof, and he's been to timeshare talks before where they sit you down one-on-one, -on -one and you're there for hours, and they just talk and talk and talk, and they don't want you to leave until you've signed something. And I have to say the Disney Vacation Club they didn't say you have to buy now. They didn't say you need to do this. They didn't sit us down and say you're here for hours. You can't leave. I mean, it was literally we met a guy and his office was inside of one of the rooms at the Polynesian. We just sat down for a little bit. He walked us around the resort. He told us how the points work and asked if we had any questions. So it was, it was incredibly low key. Nice. I mean, it was it was actually really nice. My dad was worried the whole time when we signed up to take the tour that they were going to yeah sit us down and force us to buy something. Um, and it did not feel like that at all. We walked away and we didn't buy anything that day. It actually was about four months later that we finally decided to. Um, so I have to say that going up front. Um, but the biggest things that they say are you get a deluxe resort for the price of a, you know, of a moderate or for the price of, of one of the values. Um, so that is actually a really great deal. Um, by the time you're staying at these resorts, you're saving 40, 50, 60% off of what their rack rate is. Um, so that's great. You get some extra features with it. You get 20% off of like food and merchandise, 10% off in some locations. Um, you get to save like 10% on any tours that you take. They have some special DVC member perks where if you go certain times of the year, they have special tours. They have certain parks open later. Some fun stuff like that. 
Um, but the biggest thing is if you're going to be going each year or every other year or even multiple times a year, it saves money versus just paying for a room. So with all that said, with saving money, the little perks, the discounts on food and merch, what are some reasons that people wouldn't buy in? What are some detractions? Well, if if you buy in, obviously it's, it's like taking out a mortgage. You're paying a lot of money for points. Um, we bought 150, and I think it costs around $26,000 for us. Uh, and there are some people that buy a thousand points or two thousand or more. Um, and the best way to pay it is to pay it as quickly as you can. But a lot of people don't have that much money just sitting around to spend on Disney points. Um, and if you pay it with them, um, I think it's a 12% interest rate, which Oof. is pretty high. Yeah. Um, not card. Yeah, it's, it's not quite credit card high, but. And so yeah, if you no. if you bought it at twenty six thousand points and paid it off, um, using the minimum payments, you'd actually end up paying like fifty four thousand um, dollars. You basically you'd double what it would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing: is either you're paying a lot of interest or you're paying a lot of money up front. Um, and then I think the another big reason why people don't buy DVC is you just if you're not a person that goes a lot to Disney. If you go once every four or five years or even less than that, it just doesn't make sense because you have to save points um, from one year to the next, but you can't save them indefinitely. So I can't save points from 2016, 17, 18, 19, and 20, and then in 2021 suddenly have you know 900 points to spend. Mm. You can only save them for one year at a time. Um, and so basically, if you want to use your points yourself, you have to go every three years or more. And so... You know, some people take their kids when they're young. They take their kids when they graduate from high school, and then they go once or twice as adults. Doesn't make sense for them. Now, what about like Doug and I? You know, Doug goes every other month, where I go every about six months. Would it, is there a point where you feel like it's you go too much that it's not cost effective? Because you have to keep buying um, the points. Well, there's there's a lot of different things to that. Um, if you're only going for short trips, you can find a lot of places where you can just get a single studio, which is a studio is like a hotel room. They have studios, one bedroom villas, two bedroom villas, three bedroom villas. Um, a studio is basically just like a hotel room. And you can find those for fairly inexpensive, depending on where you want to stay and when you want to go. Um, I have some friends with DVC who go quite a bit and they use up their points before the end of the year. But because they're DVC members, you can actually then get discounts on other rooms. Um, and then some of the perks they have, you know, you can also get a discount on an annual pass. There's a DVC member price for the annual pass. Um, so once you have an annual pass, yeah, then there's annual pass discounts you also throw on top of DVC. Um, and just as an example, my parents and my wife and I and our kids decided to go, but we wouldn't fit in a one room. We would have had to get a two bedroom, which is more points. Um, so we looked at staying at the cabins at Fort Wilderness. And we fit perfectly in the cabin. They're not a DVC resort. We weren't going to use points for it. Um, but because we had DVC and an annual pass, we ended up saving, I think, like 35% on the room for the week. Um, so by, we stayed there for nine nights. And each of the nights, we saved at least 100 bucks. Um, so we ended up saving like $900 by using our, our perks. Um, so yeah, if you go a lot and you don't want to buy tons and tons and tons of points, you can still just go to an all-star and pay whatever price you can find online. Um, or you can use your membership to try to find discounts, and you can stay at resorts that aren't the DVC resorts. 
um, just pay on your own. When you talk about buying points, I know in some of the research I've done, there's multiple ways to buy points. You just don't have to buy with Disney. There's resell and some other avenues to go through. Can you kind of explain the difference as to why you might want to do one versus the other? Uh, buying through Disney typically um, is going to cost you more because it's through Disney. Um, but that being said, you're getting their points for 50 years. That's what their contract goes for, um, unless you're buying an older resort that specifically would be prorated. And so when we bought into the Polynesian, we haven't been there yet, but that's where we officially bought in. We have that until, I think, 2056 or 2055. If you buy resale, if you buy from somebody who bought their points at a different time, you would basically get the end of their contract. So someone who bought in at Old Key West in 1998, 20 years ago, if you bought their points, instead of getting them for 50 years, you're only going to have them for 30. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So for some people, that's great because they think, oh, I'm 35 years old. Am I going to be going to Disney when I'm 85? I don't know. Yes. Um, and they would want a shorter one. But for me, I figured, you know, you can actually pass on DVC points to your kids. You know, you can put it in a will or you can, you know, you can change a title at some point. So for me, that made sense to try to go for the whole 50 years. You just um, have another... to pick your favorite child then. That's the key. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, depends they're, on they're, the day for me. They're young enough now. They all love Disney the same. So that would be hard. Um, but other than other than that, buying through Disney, you get uh, you get those perks where you show your DVC card and you get discounts on merchandise, on food. You get to get discounts on an annual pass. You get discounts on other things in the parks. Um, you get to go to the DVC Lounge, which is an Epcot above um, Imagination Pavilion. Um, and there's free drinks there, right? Not just Beverly. Like I'm stuck with. Oh, they have no. They have the good stuff. They have a Coke good freestyle stuff. machine. Oh, and yeah. so yeah, you pick. You can have Coke, Diet Coke, Sprite, ginger ale, Fanta. I, uh, you know. Well, the DVC the just paid for itself. Right there, you, I you, can you, get Diet get Coke to, with orange. Yeah, you, you, you get to put in all the flavorings. Um, so if you want a Seagram ginger ale with vanilla in it, you're welcome to. Yeah, that it's. I wouldn't say to buy DVC just for going up to the lounge, but it's pretty nice. I've been there a couple of times where it starts pouring in Epcot. And I, I run in there, I'll go upstairs, I'll charge my phone a little bit. They have chargers all over the place. Um, grab a drink, just sit down for half an hour. Once the rain passes, then I just head back downstairs and continue on my way. Yeah, and, and if you buy resale, you don't get all the same perks. You don't get those because you are a DVC member, but you're not purchasing from Disney, so they don't give you the extras. So what? you wouldn't get into the lounge? Or what type of perks um, the, from from what I understand, and this may not be correct, from what I understand, you don't get um, all of the the discounts. Okay. And I'm I may be wrong in that. I'd have to double check. Um, but as far as I've been told, or as far as I understand, you don't get the the food, merchandise, tour discounts. You don't get to sign up for exclusive DVC um, events. As far as I know. So it's like you're a member of the family, but not quite. Yeah. You're that cousin nobody talks about. You're still allowed to come to Christmas dinner, but you don't get to open the gifts. Just like the uh, cheap tickets on 192. Yeah, same thing. Yep. It's a lot more expensive than a ticket. Well, speaking of expensive, you started off with how expensive this can be up front, like a mortgage of the house. 
there's a lot of math that kind of is involved with being a DVC member. And if it's right for you and your family, uh, what is the magic number that kind of scales and makes it worth uh, your time? It depends on how many points you buy. But for me, I bought 150 points and it cost me $26,000. Then every year on those 150 points, I have to pay $6 per point as a part of my membership dues. So I'm paying $900 a year. When I figured out $26,000 divided by all the 50 years that I can go, it basically worked out to about $500 a year. Then I throw on the 900 that I pay for the points, and that ends up being about $1,400 a year. So for me, if I'm going to go to Disney and spend $1,400 a year on my resort room, then DVC makes sense for me. Um, because I figured out the cost up front and then the cost each year, and that's how it works out. Now, for my 150 points, it ends up being about $9 a point when I look at it as how much I've actually spent. And so if I can go to a room, like let's say I wanted to stay at the Animal Kingdom Lodge and it was going to cost me 110 points, $9 a point, that's 999 bucks that I'm spending. And if you wanted to stay at the Animal Kingdom Lodge for a week, there's no way that you could get a room for $990 cash. But using points, that's what it would basically cost me. Now, if I save up my points and spend 230 points at you know, uh, Grand Floridian for a week for a two-bedroom, um, 230 times nine is you know around $2,000. And so if I was going to stay there for a week and spend $2,000 on points that is way better than spending the cash for a room. Uh, but yeah, my magic number is about 1400 bucks. Um, and when I went in the past, I usually went in January, stayed at an all-star resort, went with my wife for a week and it might cost us back in the day. It was costing around like, you know, seven, $800 for a week. Um, obviously prices have gone up in the last, you know, 10 years. Um, but now that we have kids and I have four girls, um, as they get older, there's no way that the four kids and my wife and I could stay in one room. So if we got two rooms at the all-star resorts, you know, we're going to probably pay, let's say, 800 bucks times two rooms is $1,600. Well, with my points, instead of staying at two all-star resort rooms, I can stay at Old Key West in a villa, spend the same amount of money, and I've got a full-size kitchen. I've got, you know, a little living area. I've got all the perks and amenities of a deluxe resort. That was math. That was it. Was making me think about it. My, I yeah, know that it's math. the first number he says the twenty-seven thousand or whatever to get in. That's a yeah, that, that's the tough number to get over, and uh, and that number's number, gone up quite a bit over the last ten years, wasn't it? Like, I always hear people regretting that they didn't do it 10, 15 years ago. Well, everything goes up. Um, yeah, when we bought in a couple of years ago, I think we paid one seventy-six a point, or maybe one seventy-nine a point. I know. In the past, people bought in for you know ninety or a hundred dollars a point twenty years ago. Um, so obviously, yeah, it keeps going up. But yeah, if if you can get over that first hurdle of either paying a lot up front or basically using it like a mortgage, um, then it ends up saving you money over time. Is it, it just something? It takes time. Are you, so like you said, if you did the minimum payments, it basically doubled it earlier, right? And then all that mm -hmm. math is just out the window. And if not you can you yeah, refinance if, like a mortgage? I, I don't actually know. We we paid our entire one off after about a year. 
uh, we were incredibly quick on payments. We paid more than we needed to every month. Um, and then paid a lump sum toward the end to just finish the whole thing off. If we had paid it over the entire time, instead of costing us $1,400 a year to go to Disney with 150 points, um, it would have been basically around $1,850 a year. So quite a bit more, obviously. Um, but for 150 points, you know, considering what you get, even if you pay it over the full 30 years, it's still saving you money. Okay. But yeah, I would say it's way better to pay it off fast. I mean, you yeah. can save Break $25,000 over, over that. And I, I love the math. When I was looking at buying into points, I made a spreadsheet online and I had, if I bought this many points at this price and paid the minimum or paid $500 a month or paid a thousand, like I figured it all out and I then totaled how much money it would cost me per month and per year. And then I actually went in and looked if I paid rack rate at various resorts, what it would cost me. And I think I paid like, I think I checked a week at Animal Kingdom and it would have cost me like $2,900 to have a one-bedroom villa overlooking the animals. But then using DVC points, that same room would have cost me like $1,600. So it would have saved me like $1,300 off of $2,900. Um, so when you actually look at it, what they charge per room versus what you're going to pay per room with DVC, it saves you a lot of money. It's just, yeah, it's it's definitely a lot up You front. definitely have to go every year. That's kind of a commitment. So, yeah, you're saving a grand every time you go, but it's going to take that 30 years to pay off that original investment if you look at it that way a little bit. Yeah. And and one thing is if you go every other year, in my case, I bought it at 150 points. So I could go every other year and spend 300 points, and then instead of saving a grand, I might save two grand. Um, so it's still kind of works out to be the same um now this a couple months ago i had points that i didn't think i was going to be able to use i didn't think i'd get down to disney before they expired and so what i actually did was i then rented them out to someone um, i thought about going through one of the websites there's a lot of different dvc resale websites uh, or dvc rental websites uh, but i actually talked to someone on twitter who wanted to go to a villa or he wanted to go to a treehouse at saratoga springs and i said well it was going to cost you this many points to go for a week and i have this many points um so he ended up sending me money through venmo um and i bought the the trip for him through my dvc and i just put his name on everything and i think he's actually there in about two weeks I'm not going to say his name or where he's staying. Yeah, that's... I, I already yep. said he's, he's staying in Saratoga <laughs> Springs um, in a treehouse. But uh, but yeah, basically he he paid me money up front. I just said I'll charge him like 13 bucks a point uh, or 14 bucks, whatever it was. He gave me the money and I booked the trip for him. Yeah, the point rentals is kind of a big thing. There's several websites that do it, and you can see varying prices too. And uh, just the disclaimer for the point rentals, there's a lot of people that love it, but uh, my wife being a travel agent, she has lots of people that they book and then they change their dates and then they do this and they do that and cancel. And if you're going to rent points, you are locked in. Like yeah. there's oh, yeah, no, no ifs, ands, or buts. You are locked in. If you don't go, that's just too bad, so sad. So that's that's kind of the disclaimer on the point rental, but like kind of what you did, Wes, where you did it personally, 
that's a whole different deal yeah. than using that third party. Theoretically, if he needed to change his dates and he was going to come in on a Friday and leave on a Tuesday instead of a Thursday to Monday, he can contact me on Twitter or call me up because he has my number and I could then call DVC and do that. But if you're going through the website, yeah, yeah you book it and you are, you're in and you're, you're yeah. definitely at that date and you can't change it. The other thing those websites do sometimes is you put in like your top three choices of resort and then you just see what you get because um, this kind of leads into the next question I was going to ask is when it comes to booking DVC, it kind of has a different process. There's like an 11 month window and a nine month window and some other or seven month window. I see. I don't even seven. know the windows. Yeah. And 11 and seven. I should mm -hmm. be able to remember that because mm -hmm. it's a, you know, seven. seven yeah, I should, should know that. But so that affects availability and some different things. So explain how you book your DVC room. Sure. When you buy into DVC, you're buying at a specific resort. Um, so of all of them, my dad and I bought in at the Polynesian, um, which means if we want to stay at the Polynesian resort, we can book 11 months out. So if we wanted to stay for Christmas, we could book that in January 24th for December 24th of that year. Um, if I wanted to stay at any other DVC resort, I can book it seven months out. And so the reason they do that is so that if you buy in at a specific resort, you basically get four months where you get to book that resort before anybody else with DVC can come in and take your room. They want you to be able to book at the resort that you bought in first before anybody else can basically yeah, keep you from getting a room at your own place. And there are some resorts and some dates where you definitely want to be there 11 months out and book for that to make sure that you get it. Of course, Christmas, New Year's Eve, um, major holidays um, go pretty quickly at a lot yeah. of these resorts. Even food and wine at some of the Epcot resorts can disappear real fast too. Mm -hmm. and, and there are people that specifically buy in at Epcot resorts because they know that they love to do food and wine or they love to do certain events there. When my family has gone in the past, we usually book about three to four months out when we're just staying at Disney. Um, and so when we bought into DVC, that was a big change for us. It was like, man, how are we going to book this 11 months in um, and we have wait, wait a girls. second, back up three to four months in advance, That's which is still quite a bit, right? I know. No, uh, no, you can't get your what? dining. You're after the 180 day. I mean, uh, I know, I know. Having a panic I, I, attack, Derek. I'm, I'm well, going to well, help you on that being more planned and prepared. Wait, wait till I give you my latest trip recap. It's going to blow your mind. But yeah, my, my family usually books a couple months out specifically because I have young kids. I got a six-year-old, four-year-old, two-year-old, and a two-month-old. We just keep having babies. It's crazy. Um, somebody needs to explain how this works to me. But anyways, so we, we don't book a lot in advance because we don't know how our kids are going to be. We don't know what's going on with our dates. My wife and I both work for our local school district. Um, I work in the district. She runs a daycare for teachers' kids. And so it's hard for us to book further out because we don't always know how many kids we're going to have, who we're going to have how things like that are going to work. Um, now with DVC, they want you to book out 11 months in advance if you can, um, or seven months at other resorts. And we haven't actually done that each time we've stayed at DVC. We actually have only booked a couple months in advance. We've stayed at Old Key West. We've stayed at Animal Kingdom and Saratoga Springs, which are the three easiest to get into because they're the older resorts. They have a lot of rooms at those resorts. 
And personally, I still love them. Um, I know some people that think Old Key West is a little dated, needs to be updated, but that was the first resort my family ever stayed at, and we just thought it was amazing. Um, so for us, it still works to book a couple months out, but if you know when you're going to be going, yeah, you want to book as early as you possibly can. With like Old Key West and Saratoga when you stay there, are you a car renter? Well, minivan renter? Um, actually, no. Um, we take Magic Express if we fly into Orlando. We did fly into Sanford once, and we had somebody pick us up um, and drop us off at a resort. But we like Magic Express because if we rent a vehicle, we're going to need a whole bunch of car seats. We're going to be loading and unloading kids. Whereas on the Magic Express, I know I've had young kids on it, but because it's a bus, I can travel with them on it um, a lot more easily. Um, and then we've always just relied on Disney transportation okay. from our resort to the parks. Um, we've stayed at the cabins curious. a couple times at Fort Wilderness, yeah. and my kids just love. They hear the beep, beep, beep of the bus, you know, as it like pulls in and like lowers itself. And my girls, every once in a while, hear a beep here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and they're like, "That sounds like the Disney bus." And so, um, yeah, they love that. They love transportation. Now, I have strange kids. Um, I. <laughs> Don't Actually, we I all? Tweet a lot. Uh-huh. I tweet a lot about them because they you say do. really weird. It's great. They say you really gotta weird, goofy things. Follow you on Twitter, yes. Um, but they, yeah, they absolutely love Disney. My six-year-old and four-year-old have been there three times. My two-year-old has been there twice, and of course, my two-month-old has not been there at all yet. Slack. Um, but yeah, they they absolutely love it, and we've gone with them. They're young, but we know that they'd be able to handle it, and they would enjoy it, and they would have a great time, and we would too. Um, but yeah, it's still, it's, it's kind of tricky booking rooms that far in advance when you got a lot of kids because they have dance recitals and they have school concerts and they have just, they have stuff going on all the time. But even with all that, it still works to book resorts as long as we stay at certain ones, you know, we're not going to get a room at the Grand Floridian one month out. Um, but you can still find rooms at other places. And with DVC, you're not booking the all-stars or any of the, uh, value type resorts no dvc um only has their collection now you can use their points to book at other like i could use dvc points to book at the cabins at fort wilderness for example but it's actually going to be cheaper for me to pay cash for those rooms or for the all-stars and use my discount um, because the DVC points, they want you to stay at their DVC resorts. Mm, yep. So they make okay. they make the other resorts not as they, they don't make it as point happy, if that makes sense. Uh, like, the, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's cheaper to stay at their deluxe resort than to use their DVC points and stay at a non DVC resort. Okay, is that kind of along the same lines with the cruise line? I've heard people say. Well, it's not as good a value to use my points for a cruise when I'm cruising. I've heard that. From from what I've heard and from people I've talked to, it is a lot more points to do the cruise than it is to stay at a DVC resort. So what I've heard from some people is they will, like, let's say you have 300 points that you wanted to use on a cruise. They will rent those points out to someone who wants to go to Disney World, and then they will take the cash and use that to buy the cruise because mm-hmm. yeah you get you get more value staying on property at Walt Disney World than you do it on a cruise. Okay. Um, my my 150 points there are a lot of different places I could stay for a week with my family at Walt Disney World 
but 150 points isn't going to buy me myself alone a room on a Disney cruise. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. There's a lot of information on DVC. Yeah, I think we've covered it. Have we yes. covered it? I feel like uh, we have, yet I still what, haven't. I've always debated. I, what what I've else? Got more. I've got more. What else? Still what have we forgotten? Oh, what have we skipped? Um, one thing that I didn't mention is when you are booking a room at DVC, um, you get a point system, so you're not buying a specific week. Like You're not saying, I want Christmas week at this resort. But you're getting points that you can use anytime, anywhere. Now, the four things that the points go toward are they go toward your location, which resort you want. Um, they change based on your room size. So if you want the studio, one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom. They change based on the view that you want. And then they change based on your date. So there's actually four different factors. Your resort, your room, your view, and your date. So I could get a studio at Animal Kingdom that faces the parking lot. And that might be 65 points for a week. I could get a studio that faces a garden, and that might be 80 points for the week. I could get a studio that faces the pool for 90 points. And I could get a studio that faces um, the animals for 100 points. They're the exact same room, but the view is going to change. And then, of course, yeah, with the date, if I wanted to stay Christmas to New Year's, a room that might, a room might cost me 200 points for the week. If I go in January, that same exact room, so like two weeks later, might only be 100 points instead of 200. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of different factors to doing that. If you're going to be staying, if you think you're going to be staying in a larger room with a nicer view at a busier time, you're going to need a lot more points. Whereas if I go every year in January, you know, I can use my 150 points and I could theoretically stay at Animal Kingdom for... I think eleven nights using my points, but those same eleven point or those same points, yeah, would only get me like two nights if I went to a fancier room for Christmas. Um, so yeah, those are the four things to look at: would be which room you want to stay in, what view you want, what date you want, and the resort, uh, and that's going to change your points. And, quite and a those one hundred and fifty points is going to be like one night anywhere during the weaker month. Star Wars opens up. Star Wars yeah. is going to be craziness. Well, for example, I've got my little points sheet in front of me. If I wanted to stay for a week at Saratoga Springs in January in, let's say, a studio, but basically it's like a hotel room that sleeps up to four, it's going to cost me 83 points. Now, that same room, if I went Christmas, is going to cost me 150 points. It's the exact same room, but it's you know almost twice as many points just because of the season. And yeah, if you look at Polynesian and if you look at Bay Lake Tower and Grand Floridian, those are the three resorts that are the most points per night um, simply because they're on a lake. They've got a monorail. You know, those are the most desirable locations, whereas the ones that are further out, like Animal Kingdom, off in the middle of nowhere, 55 miles from anything, <laughs> um, is a lot less points. Almost 55 miles. It feels like it. I it, ran through it. it. I ran through it once for the marathon, and it's it's man, definitely it's, fifty five miles. It's, yeah. it's a distance. It's quite a distance. We went through Animal Kingdom on the Star Wars dark side half, and boy, it was a long ways from Animal Kingdom over to Hollywood Studios. <laughs> oh, this sure it is. Ooh. All right. Well, I think uh, I'm out of questions about DVC, Derek. You have I'm, questions? I am. I still haven't figured out if I'm ever going to become. No, I'll DVC have questions or not. tomorrow. 
But uh, as of now, yes. I think we, are we, ready. we have a good understanding and, yeah. and it definitely does help because I've had the question about whether becoming DVC or not. You see the signs everywhere anymore. You can't walk in Disney Springs without like, yeah, yeah, without 20 feet. Hey, I'm talking about DVC. But um, it is an interesting opportunity, especially I think if you can afford the lump chunk sun or like some right at the beginning, get that paid off, not let the interest kill you. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely something to look at. And there's plenty of information online. Uh, DVC has a website itself. And I know you can look at all the numbers and price check. and Lots of good resources out mm-hmm. there. All right. So, Wes, since this is your second time on the show, uh, listeners that have listened before, you know we do the lightning round with our guests. We ask all kinds of favorites. And if you want to know what Wes's favorite table service meal is, you have to go back to episode 80 uh, something. Seven, Is it 85? Six, 85, 80, I said something like that. It's in the 80s. Go back and listen to the beginning of the show. I, I, I think yep. 87. 87. 87, it is. So go back and listen, and uh, when you get to the end, you get the lightning round. And if I remember correctly, your favorite table service was Trails End. Did you say I that? love Trails End, but I also love Tusker House. Mm. So mm. maybe, so maybe I'll you said have to, I'll, I'll have to listen to the I'm going to have to re-listen. See what I said. Because if somebody said Charles in, that sticks in my head because uh, we haven't heard that often. But anywho, so we're not doing the lightning round again because that would make for boring radio. So it is now second time guest, Armchair Imagineering. So Wes, here is your Armchair Imagineering challenge. If you could theme one new DVC resort, what should it be and where should it be? Your show is now going to be about 45 minutes longer. Uh-oh, Derek's um, already watching yep, the clock. I'm, so, yeah, oh, I'm on the clock. No, I'll, go, I'll go click on this one. Um, I've actually thought about this a lot because I am a giant nerd, and I love armchair imagineering. I would have a resort that's called Destino, which is Spanish for destination. Um, I would put this resort north of Bay Lake Tower. Um, so if you're thinking it's just outside of Magic Kingdom, you've got the contemporary you got that curvy Bay Lake Tower. Just north of that, they were originally going to have a resort, which they did not build there. Was that the Ven- the Venetian-themed one that they were going to put there? Something, the Taj Mahal-themed one, maybe? That one was, I think that that one one was, was south. south. Yeah, yeah, that was south. Yeah, there's some... Okay, I, I'm sorry I interrupted. Back to your plan. No, that's okay. Um, so I, I would build it up there. It would be on the monorail line. The uh, current existing monorail line is there. It's straight. You could easily have a stop at this resort. Um, you'd have views of Bay Lake, or you could also have views of the Magic Kingdom. Um, and this theme, Destino, which means destination, would be themed to like 1920s and 30s exploration. So think of the Jungle Cruise, but without the snark. It would be a fancier but resort. You wouldn't have snark. You wouldn't have too much of the jokes there. Um, but or think of like Adventurers Club, where you walk in and you'd have like characters walking around, Club. talking to mm. you about their adventures and the places they've been. Um, before they built Jock Lindsay's hangar bar, I thought, man, that would be like. As soon as I heard about that, I went, man, that would be perfect at my resort. Um, so yeah, the whole thing would be exploration and adventure. Um, the rooms would be themed to that. You'd have Asian and South American cuisine. You'd have you know different. Asian and South American like trinkets. Think of like Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. yeah, as a hotel. That that that's like my it. theory behind that. You'd have like outdoors. You'd have tiki torches 
along pathways that take you from place to place. Um, the pool would be like a sand bottom pool where you walk in. Um, would they have, have mine like a... cart transportation? Yeah, who needs a monorail? Neat. You need um, a rundown railway cart sort of thing. The whole new system. You and you have um, truck views. And like as a as a deluxe resort, you could have like you could build a cave, a water cave where people could learn how to scuba dive at your resort. I like you could that. build like a high ropes you could have a high ropes course and a zip line. And so like as a part of this exploration, you get to then like you could have team building activities there where, you know, your family is there for a week and on one of the days you just want to stay at the resort and you could practice, you know, jumping from one tree to the next or going down a zip line. Um, but yeah, the whole thing would just be based on exploration and adventure. And I know people have explored for thousands and thousands of years, but I think of like the golden age where, you know, 1920s and 30s, we were opening tombs in Egypt yeah. and, you know, Amelia was traveling around the world and of course disappeared. Uh, we won't talk about that at our resort. Um, or you could even have a scavenger hunt where yeah, you're you know, looking people for. from the resort take over and they go over to the island in the middle of Bay Lake and they have to search for things. And you could have Disney put out like a, you know, a little treasure map where you go over there and a tour guide leads you on a treasure hunt. Um, so, yeah, I just I think the whole idea of exploration and adventure would be great. Um, if you go over to Tokyo Disneyland and they have, you know, the Society of Adventure and Exploration, the sea, um, you know, that kind of a concept in a resort. And I, I haven't talked to him about the resort, uh, but I feel like Joe Rohde would be really big on this one. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If, you said, if you said, Joe, we want you to travel to South America and Asia and Africa and bring back all sorts of goodies for this resort i mean you know he would do an amazing job oh yeah um and uh yeah so that's my plan it's called destino i like um, it i've actually i i don't have them with me right now but i've actually like gotten graph paper out and like drawn up what a room would look like and i've like come up with ideas for restaurants and like i'm and you are all in on this yeah I'm, well, I'm, ho you know, the Imagineers do listen to this show. Hopefully, oh, they're, they're not We're stealing your idea. List. They're yeah. hopefully they're going to give you credit for everything. I've got a couple Imagineers that I've talked to on Twitter. Um, I'll have to I'll have to plug the show and see if they listen and, and want to hire me. I'm I'm available. I'm ready for it. I'm gonna happily move to Orlando and build a resort if right. if anyone needs me to. Well, speaking of Twitter, you're very entertaining to follow. Yep. Um, so why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can find you, where they can follow you, uh, for they so they can join in the fun. Sure. On Twitter, I'm 365 Days of Disney. Um, I strive to keep it positive um, and encouraging and uplifting. And now I sound like I'm running a radio show um, where people call in. Delilah. No, but um, yeah, I I just enjoy asking questions, getting people involved on Twitter. I like to ask uh, my most popular things that I tweet about are food. And so oftentimes I'll say, what's your favorite restaurant? What's your favorite dish? Who's your favorite character? What's your favorite movie? If you had to choose between these four parks, which one would you choose? Sounds like a good I lightning like to, round. I, I like yeah. to try to bring I like to try to bring people in. Um, my favorite thing is if I can ask a question in the morning. And then have 30 or 40 different people answer it throughout the day. Um, you know, I just I like to get people involved, sharing their ideas, sharing their thoughts. 
Um, and then as my as my four girls have gotten a little bit older, I do sometimes throw in a little bit about them. Just weird things yeah, that they do. Today funny pictures. They, they told the mailman something. Yeah, my um, yeah. my six year old decided when she was two that she wanted to be a doctor. So for the last four years, she's been a doctor in her mind. She has steth I mean like actual stethoscopes, real stuff. Um, my sister in law is an ER doctor and they FaceTime a lot and talk about surgeries that my sister in law's done. Um, and so today my daughter went out to get the mail and she had her foot bandaged up and the mailman pulls up and says, Oh, what happened to your foot? And she goes, Oh, I was, I was mountain climbing and the, the harness came unhooked and I, I fell about 15 or 20 feet and I, I tore the, I think she said she tore the tendon in her ankle is what she told the mailman. And I'm standing at the door watching this and the mailman just gives me this look like what on earth is going on over <laughs> here? Like mountain climbing. Um, but yeah, they, they say all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, my four-year-old the other day said uh, want, she wanted me to be her boyfriend for pretend. And I said, oh, how come? And she says, well, because you give me food, you read books with me, and you take me to Disney, and sometimes we dance. And I, and I shared that online. Uh, and that's been a fairly popular tweet. And I think, I think there's a lot of people out there that you know would like a significant other that feeds them, mm-hmm. reads with them, and takes uh-huh. them to Disney. Yep. What else um, do you need? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I, I Marriage tweet goals. about Disney. I try to then, yeah, share just a little bit more about myself. Because, I mean, instead of being just a random Twitter account, I'm an actual person. And I want people to be able to, you know, see that and uh, maybe have more in common with me and, and talk more about things like that. Um, I've got almost 5,000 followers. It's sometimes hard to keep up, but I try really hard to respond to people who DM me, who, you know, at me in tweets. I try to make sure that I'm personal with everyone. Um, I could say of every follower I have, I've said thank you for following to every single one, except for a couple that, except for a couple that have been like obvious bots. Um, I one time said something about Justin Bieber on Twitter and in the next two hours, I got 37 new followers that were all Justin Bieber bots. Mm. And then the very next oh. day, every single one was gone again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I try to be personal. I try to, you know, be uplifting and friendly and positive. And uh, yeah. I think that works well. Yeah. So go follow Wes. Yeah, well, it'll be in the show notes at 365 Disney. And we will tweet it multiple times throughout yeah. the week. Absolutely. Yeah, if you guys or any of your listeners have any questions about DVC, I'm not an expert, but I am a member, and I know other members, and I'm also really good at Google. So if you have any (laughs) questions, I'm happy to either answer them or find someone else who can answer them for you. And if you don't have that giant lump sum to jump into DVC right away, and you still want to take a magical vacation, we recommend using Michelle McKnight. In fact, my magic bands came in the mail today. We are T-minus a month away from our trip. So, so excited for Michelle, um, able to help us out with all of that. And her email will be in the show notes as well as Wes's. So please message her for a free quote. But that is all the time that we have. Thank you again, Wes, for being on the show with us. Always fun to talk to you and I'm ready to stay at Destino. Yeah, so thanks. sign me up. Thanks for having me. Yes. Now, Doug, you could be the Indiana Jones walk-around character. 
Could I? I don't know if I'm you, tall enough. You haven't. People who can't see you, this is the longest I've ever seen Doug not shave, and so he's got a good scruff going. It's he looks like a been like, like an four days. Yes, four days of uh, soccer watching in Minnesota will do that to you. The Disney dentist will be clean shaven tomorrow. But yeah. again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be for be sure to follow us on. All of our social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And, of course, all of your questions you can send us because we'll be doing a listener questions here very soon. But for Doug McKnight and Wes, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.